0: Evangelistic Crusade Ministry. Now, listen to Reverend David H. J. V.
1: So, tonight, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. But I'm going to really start from the fruit of the Spirit because many a times we speak about the Holy Spirit. But I will come back to the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, the verse number 22 to 23. Galatians chapter 5, the verse number 22 to 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Let's read it together. Ready? Go. But the fruit of the spirit is hallelujah. One of the things that you have to understand as a believer is that every believer has been called to bear fruits. Every believer has been called to bear what? Fruits. The Bible says in John chapter 15, if I'm right, that he the true vine, he said the father is the the husbandman and he said we are the branches. It's a spirit of us. To be fruitful, hallelujah. The Bible tells us that we are the plantings of the Lord. We are the plantings of the Lord. The scripture says that we are the trees of righteousness. Hallelujah. So we are a type of a tree. Amen. We are a type of a tree that we have to do what? Bear fruit. For the righteous shall be like a palm tree planted in the courts of our God. That is what the Bible said. It shall be like a palm tree planted in the courts of our God. I was telling pastor something today. I said, look, our growth in the spirit is not connected to our age. You see, in the physical, our growth is connected to our age, how long we live. But in the spirit, our growth is connected to our fullness. How full we are with him. Hallelujah. So, there are people who can be in the church 22 years. Okay. They are born again 22 years and they are not as full as to the knee level and somebody comes just a year and this person is diligently looking into the word of truth and then growing and growing and growing getting filled with the word of god then you realize that this same person is becoming more powerful and more anointed hallelujah One of the areas of residence of the anointing is the word. Yes, I'm telling you. One of the places of residence of the anointing is the word. What I mean is that if you are looking for the anointing, apart from laying on of hands and all those things, there is another place that you can harvest the anointing cheaply. It is the word. Your fellowship in the word. Spending time with the word as you are loading yourself with the word you are getting more anointed and you see when we talk about anointing we are talking about the greasings or the abilities of God that is released upon you hallelujah for special task men are anointed for what special task men are consecrated for assignment our oils are for consecration and empowerment hallelujah so, somebody can be anointed to be a warrior, but yet not anointed as a, a teacher. Hallelujah. So, you may be excellent in war, but may fail in teaching. May fail in teaching. Hallelujah. And you see, if, uh, if you are anointed, you may have abilities. Listen to me very careful. You may have an ability, okay? But you also need skill and enhancement. You also need what skill and enhancement. One of the things that anointing does to us is that it makes us very intelligent. Anointing makes us very, very intelligent in our callings. So there are certain things that you begin to do them, and you alone, you do them in a certain way that people begin to wonder at you. The Bible says they wondered at him. What what manner of man is this? Everybody is preaching. The same John 3, 16, but you pick it and you, the way you arrange it and present it and the wording and the crafting of words that you present, you realize that no, this is not an ordinary thing. And you realize that the word comes and the kind of understanding and communication it is able to release upon hearers, is uncommon. Then you know that there's a difference between the, speech, the, 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 the preachers. Hallelujah. Yes. There's a difference between the preachers. Uh, the Lord wants us to go okay and be full and the more we get full the Bible until we come to the full measure and the stature of a Christ and that is the determining factor of our growth in the spirit hallelujah now as a believer like I told you you are expected to be fruitful you are expected to be fruitful why because right from the garden of Eden there is a mandate upon your life to be fruitful Hallelujah. When you read Genesis chapter 1, the verse number 26, the Bible talks about the fact that the Bible says that, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and then he said, the verse number 27, let's go to verse number 27. He said, no, come back to 28, uh, 26. He said, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the father. Let's go to 28. The Bible said that and God blessed them and God said unto them, be 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 fruitful. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, be fruitful. Hallelujah. And he said, and multiply and replenish the earth. Now, fruitfulness is the answer to multiplication. Fruitfulness is the answer to the mu- multiplication. And then you see um, the Bible says that When two work together, I said two is better than one. He said, for when two work together, they sleep together, they 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 warm each other, and when two people are together, when one gets tired, one helps the other. So the Bible says that when we multiply, we replenish the earth. That means that we are able to achieve more. We are able to bring beauty for ashes. We are able to do much to this earth and then he spoke about the fact that after that you see it is your abilities that will determine your dominion amen I said it is your ability that would determine what your dominion now you are in a class and you realize that everybody is doing well in mathematics but when it gets to English everybody looks up to you it's like you're in charge why because you are too powerful and so strong so excellent when it comes to the English course so you are your ability will determine your dominion hallelujah because at any point in time what you are so good at men begin to look up to you for inspiration for knowledge and for uh, motivation so you automatically become a leader without first appointing yourself a leader so what it means is that leadership is in responsibility amen leadership is in what responsibility You and 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 not just being, I mean, knowing you have a responsibility, but having a sense of responsibility and pursuing your responsibility. A man in action has set himself to the path, onto the path of what? Leadership. Hallelujah. Because men always want to know the way. So, if you are already engaged in it, then people will begin to follow you because they know you have found the way. Hallelujah. That is why if you are a leader and you are not active, you are not, you 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 are just out of touch. Are just out of touch, amen. Because at every point in time, somebody's looking for inspiration, and he looks at you, he's not getting the inspiration. You are a failure. Hallelujah. You must rise up. We must rise up because dominion is actually an answer to what? To what to your abilities, amen. Alright, so we have a call upon our life to be fruitful and then I want you to also understand something that when it comes to fruitfulness as a believer, as a New Testament believer we have uh, dimensions of fruitfulness, okay? We have physical uh, fruitfulness and we have spiritual fruitfulness Now, one thing I want you to understand is that the Bible talks about the fruit of righteousness and the Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit. These are not the same. They are not the same. They are two different things. Uh, are 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 you here? The Bible says seek ye first The kingdom of God and what? And its righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Now, I just don't want to go into the subject of righteousness and come to the place of the fruit of righteousness. But I'll give you a clue concerning the fruit of righteousness. Now, the fruit of righteousness actually is an answer or is as a result of um, your effort of... I mean, uh, pursue righteousness and the activities that you manifest or you demonstrate in the pursuit of righteousness. For example, it is a righteous thing. The Bible talks about the fact that the stars of the righteous shall shine. It's a righteous thing for one to win a soul. Is that not it? And soul winning is a fruit of what? Righteousness. So, in obedience to, in obedience, in obedience to the command of the Lord, it means that you have chosen the path of righteousness and the effect of your obedience is what is called the fruit of righteousness. Am I working on something? All right. So, uh, <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh. And then there is a dimension of the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. And beloved, you see, fruit is very much important in, uh, in life. Very, 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 very much important. Because without fruit, you can't identify the seed. Amen. The Bible says that in a fruit-bearing seed. In a fruit-bearing seed. So, fruit is very, very much important because it brings satisfaction. It brings nourishment. And you know that I can, you can stop taking uh, other, all other foods and live on fruits. And you'll be Perfect. You will be perfect, I'm telling you the truth. You can give yourself a try of 10 days. If you want the real look of you to show, stop taking other things. Stay on water and fruits. And you will realize that your true color will show, your true hair color will show everything. If you are growing gray hair too fast, and you realize that it's abnormal, look, check your vitamins. And the fruits and the vegetables are what carries what? The vitamins. Hallelujah. There are some people, they begin to grow old and look like. No wonder people, people who say that. Uh, a small boy. They, that's how they call me. But you see, sometimes some people hear my age, they get surprised. Honestly speaking. When I was talking to somebody, I said, he said, I should give a book to me. I said, that book is older than you. He said, ah, how? I said, I'm telling you, open the date, I got this book. <laughs> then he asked me, I, how old are you, pastor? <laughs> You see how people are? I'm three years old. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. The Bible talks about the fact that fruit is also for the purpose of identification. Because one day I went to, I I understood it better when I went to um, my orange farm. And when I got there, I realized that uh, i didn't i didn't plant the orange farm. i bought it so when i got there the thing was already grown but i saw all the trees i smelled they all smell alike and i saw that later when it started fruiting when it started fruiting i realized that they are all no orange i saw some were tangerine and some were lemon (laughs) but you see when i went there the trees were there i saw orange trees but the Bible says that by their fruit you shall know them. That means that you cannot, you cannot, uh, deceive us. You can only, you cannot deceive us forever. Are you aware? Do you know you cannot deceive people forever? You cannot deceive us forever. A time will come you will realize that you cannot hide what you have been hiding always. By their fruit, you shall know them. So, fruitfulness also helps us in identification of originality. Hallelujah. or of source. Amen. Amen. So it is very much important the fruit of the spirit helps us to know that this is of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you Lord Jesus. First John the verse number three the chapter number three, the verse number nine. First John chapter number three, the verse number nine. The scripture says that whosoever is born of God, do not commit sin. That is a for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. This seed is the divine life implanted into our human spirit for us to become one with him. Hallelujah. When you read first corinthians 6 the verse number 17 the bible said something now i want you to get this thing very clear i want to clear the air here now when we talk about the fruit of the spirit in uh, uh the bible say okay let me explain this before i come back he said but he that is joined unto the lord is one word spirit that means that when i become born again i'm joined unto the lord I'm joined unto the Lord. The Bible says when we get, but get, but get the Holy Ghost speaks us and us out to the body of Christ, and the body is which that which Christ is the head. I can be any part of the body, but He is the head. So I'm joined unto the Lord, and the Bible says when I'm joined unto the Lord, I am one spirit. What He also stands means that whatever spirit that is at work in Him is at work in me. Whatever spirit that is at work in Him is at work in me. Hallelujah. The Bible said that the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he said the same spirit shall quicken our mortal body. So the Holy Spirit who is at work, who is at work in him, is the same spirit which is at work in me. Now, when somebody gets married to somebody, the Bible says, and the two shall become one flesh. But when we get born again, the two becomes one spirit. The two becomes one spirit. So we must understand this. And you have to understand this because i want you to know that the word the fruit of the spirit bring the scripture back galatians chapter five the verse number 22 is that but the fruit of the spirit and you look at the word the spirit is capital s some other translation it is small s because theologians there's a little bit of confusion they, they are not too sure whether the, it is the fruit of the holy spirit or it is the fruit of the human spirit is it the fruit of the Holy Spirit or is it the fruit of the human spirit? So this version, King James version, thinks it's concluding that it is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but other versions tells us it, it uses the small spirit, saying that it is the fruit of the human spirit. But the reason why I made us check the First Corinthians is that for us to know that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So, whether it is the fruit of the Holy Spirit or it is the fruit of the human spirit, both spirits are one producing that particular fruit. So, it is a joint production of that fruit. Hallelujah. So, if I say it is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, I'm not wrong. And if I say it is the fruit of my human spirit, I'm also not wrong. Why is it so? Because he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Number two, John chapter 15, the verse number one. The verse number one. He said, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. man. There's, let's roll on. The verse number two that every branch in me that bear not fruit, he take it away, and every branch that bear fruit, he perish it, and it may bring forth more fruit. The verse number three say that now ye are clean. Verse number four, he say that abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye. Except ye abide in me. The verse number seven. Verse number seven. Okay, let's, let's do verse five. Let's do verse five. I am the vine. Verse number four says that abide in me. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except he abides. Then he comes to verse number five and said, I am the vine. And you are the branches. He that abided in me and I in him. The same bring forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. That means that we will always remain fruitless without the Lord. We will always remain fruitless without the Lord. So we cannot say, listen to it very carefully. We cannot say... It is our spirit that is bearing the fruit. Neither can the spirit say he is the one that is bearing the fruit. Why am I saying that? Because if he is the vine, the vine is not the one that bears the fruit. The fruit hangs on the branch and the branch cannot by itself also bear the fruit. It must be connected to the vine. So, as much as he needs us to manifest his fruit, we need him to bear his fruit. We also need him to bear his fruits or to bear the fruits. Hallelujah. So, it is the fruit of the spirit. Hallelujah. Which stands to reason that we have also the fruit of the flesh. (laughs) But the Bible calls it the works. You see, the Bible calls it the works of the flesh. When you read Galatians chapters five, the verse number twenty-one, it talks about what the works of the flesh. Amen. Amen. The difference is that one is by human effort; the other is not by human effort. The fruit is not by human effort. The fruit depends on an inward working, an internal, invisible working of the Holy Spirit, right from the root through the vine supply to the branches and then we release the the fruit so the fruit is a demonstration of our abiding in the lord one is a proof that we have abide we are abiding in the lord because if i don't abide i can't bear that fruit number two is a proof that there is an inward working that is happening that is bringing forth that fruit hallelujah so the fruit of the spirit is very much important and beloved I was so surprised to know that it is by the fruit of the spirit that we shall be known. The Lord can never know you. The Bible said that go away from me for I know you not. Ye who did not do what is right so that day where the Lord shall say go away from me I know you not. It's because you lack the fruit. The Bible said that it is by the fruit that you shall know them And Jesus is the one that taught this. That when it comes to taking recognition and knowledge of who stands before us, who belongs to me, who belongs to a certain, uh, 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 what is the name, Uh, family of breed, we can only tell by the fruit. We can only tell by the fruit. Hallelujah. So the question you have to ask yourself is that, are you bearing any fruit at all? And like I told you, we have a external fruits that the Lord expects from us. For example, soul winning is an external fruit that uh, the Lord expects from us to bear. And then we have internal fruits like that, that is the fruit of the spirit I'm talking about. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, we're talking about what is the fruit of the Spirit. You see, the fruit of the Spirit is actually the manifestation of the nature of Christ which is produced in us. I think I I had a definition for you last year. The fruit of the Holy Spirit refers to the nature of the Spirit revealed in the life of the believer. This fruit is the physical manifestation of an inward complicatedly intense divine work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer for the absolute confirmation to the very nature of the Lord can I pick it again Sonny are you here <laughs> fully <laughs> the fruit of the Holy Spirit refers to the nature of the spirit or better to so the nature of Christ let me put it away. The nature of Christ revealed in the life of the believer. Revealed in the life of the believer. So Christos is e dead. E wo Christo sooner a e dead, a e wogidi ni abra bomono. Or see, this fruit is the physical manifestation of an inward, complicatedly intense divine work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. Nanyo Patrick Nani say, a ye, a juma one was swabby a home crono, a nama quenniasaso, a ye wogidi ni abra bomo, a juma one was swabby a home crono, a nama a very complicated dimension of oppression. Our In the life of the believer, for the absolute confirmation to the very nature of the Lord. Or ye Christo kristo a hu den de ni na woni mu ye ntimi hu sonson ye da onu eni kristo nintam. term na ni e pachie nyina ne se sa juma kronkron no whom Krun Krono say yeah, yeah a day see young can make up your yeah, best friend an architect, your yeah, better friend field engineer, your yeah, best friend uh foreman, or no yet supervisor, making sure say I didn't hear two on see city say na a beer we payer sa a day saying I was say saying he has the plan. The Holy Ghost is the one that has the plan of the building of the Lord. The Bible say we are the living stones that are being used to build the temple of God hallelujah and the holy spirit is the foreman he's the architect he's the engineer and he has the building plan so when he comes to the field he by his intelligence he'll tell you use a half block use a a full block do mortar here tend the thing like this do a retaining wall do this so by his instruction and our coordination to that instruction we end up formed into the perfect temple that our i mean the lord has intended that is the formation of the body of christ hallelujah the bible says, at the end all things shall be made one in him all things shall be made one in him hallelujah so there is a complex a complex man of god it's a complicated internal work It is not as simple as you think because sometimes he can go through many sufferings. You think that you read the Bible and you become obedient, but he can engage many sufferings to teach you humility. He can engage many sufferings. When you read the story of Jesus, the Bible says he learned obedience through the many things he suffered. So, the Holy Spirit will look at you and say that if I give this lady a lot of money, he's going to be proud. I want to teach her. I want to bring her uh, the fruit of meekness. What do I have to do? Let me deny her this. Let me make sure she goes into this. Let me bring her to a place where she'll be an a titillate. Let me, and by the time you realize, you are learning and you are becoming. A fruit is producing. A fruit is producing. Hallelujah. Am I teaching something very important here? So, at the end of the day, he looks at the Lord and he looks at us. He picks us and said, I want to make you as him. My assignment is to make sure you are completely as him. So, I, I was teaching uh, the, the uh, something today about, uh, you asked me a question about uh, the, the and I was teaching about, did we join? No, okay. Well, I don't remember the question properly, but I remember what I taught you. I remember I told him something. I used something he preached himself, and I said, "Look, um, when you get born again and you are at a place where there's no um, there's no believer, you are completely the body of Christ representing. You are the fullness of Him. You are in an office, and where you work, I mean, full of unbelievers. At that instant, you are completely." the body of Christ, and everything that the Holy Spirit is doing, everything everything that must dwell in the corporate body of Christ, or the universal body of Christ, dwells in you at that time. So whatever, listen to me very, very careful and don't take it for granted. And this is how important, and this is how serious it is when it comes to you. Whatever corporately the whole world, all the believers put together must achieve. At that time, whilst you are there, that power resides in you to achieve it. That power resides in you to achieve it. The work of the Holy Spirit, okay, listen to me very careful. The work of the Holy Spirit is to make sure that your formation, your growth, your maturity, you are growing and becoming completely as Jesus Christ. Do you understand it? So, you are becoming completely, you are a child of God, but you are forming into a son, a complete son. That's the, the work of the holy spirit just yes, understand so he forms you to become a complete representative of the body at any point in time at the same time the work of the the second work of the holy spirit is to take you and add you to the corporate body of the of, 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 of the of the of, of the church okay of christ the corporate body of christ and form all of us together so that together we will also represent a body So there are two works here. There is the corporate formation and there's the what? Individualistic formation. I don't know whether you really understand what I'm trying to say. So he takes the man of God and he wants to make sure that everything about the man of God must look like Jesus. So when you see this man of God and everything he does is exactly as what? As the Lord. Everything. He's, be- he's bearing the fruit. Everything. I mean, he loves people. He, he's there. I mean, there's joy. There is peace. There is harmony. There is self I mean, control and all those things are, are at hard work. long suffering. And everything is working perfectly. The moment this another man of God or another believer is sent into that office, you'll be very surprised that the Holy Spirit has a way. There there will not be any conflicting effects. There cannot be two Jesuses in the office. No. There is still one Jesus in the office. But he has a way of bringing us together. That when you see us, you know that this is Jesus coming. This is Jesus coming. This is him. So we come to a certain point, we grow fruits that we are able to really put up with this one. Because when we come into the corporate body, we may not be a complete body by itself, but we may be a cell in the body. And you know that when it comes to tissue culturing, we take a cell of a living organism to tissue culture a complete organism. What is tissue culture? Go ahead and read about tissue culture. do you understand what i'm trying to say so you can take i can take an uh, a pineapple leaf and i would i can it's a it says a tissue a leaf just a, a part of the leaf just a tissue and then put it and culture it put it in a, a i don't know how to the gel we have a gel that we we use it and then by the time you realize it will begin to grow into a pineapple plant I had opportunity to uh, I mean work at a lab at a cocoa research So, and I, I, I was surprised to see these things. I was really really surprised to see them. So I just all I need is a, a, a cell something that carries the cell and I can teach you culture and bring it to life and it, you, it will grow and bear a pineapple as complete as the mother the mother pineapple. Do you get it? So when we pick you And we throw you into KMC or we throw you into a and throw you to Akimodan. As long as the body of Christ in Akimodan is concerned, you are a cell of the body of Christ. And you must function as such. So you have two ministries or you have two callings or two responsibilities. You have a responsibility unto the body and you have a responsibility unto the world. You have a very strong responsibility unto the body. And you have the responsibility unto the world. You have been called to win the world, but you have been called to supply the body. You have been called to supply the body. The Bible says that which every joint, that's what? Supply. That is what brings what? The compatibility of the body. That is what brings the compatibility of the body. So what it means is that if these functions are working properly and uh, accurately there should not be any instant man of god that we should have a weak person among us the bible says, for there was none weak among them there should never be any instant that we should have a lacking person among us the scripture says that there was none that lacked anything for they had lack for they had nothing i mean for themselves there should not be any situation where we will say that somebody has backslidden. The Bible says that after thou have been made strong, strengthen thy, thy, thy brethren. Why? Because your responsibility as a Christian to the Christian body or to the body of Christ is to supply always. So you find, and what does the cell? Uh, what, does a, a, what does a cell do? What a cell does is that whatever is supposed to do, it does it in the body. Hallelujah! If the red blood cells had to really the, do you know do you know i think one time even was just teaching me something come 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 quickly you see the moment there is a cut in your body okay the moment there is a cut in your body he was teaching me something very interesting in biology and i was really admiring it what happens you were telling me what, what something happens when somebody cut there's a wound or something something happens for the clotting what happens yes thank you Daddy, for the opportunity uh, when the body had a cut, there is a cell called the white blood cells. The white blood cells, okay. They are more or less like a soldiers which rush. The brain called the hypothalamus so will just send a response to these cells that there is a cat. Opening. So it's like a command will go it's to the white blood command. cells yes. that there is a cat. So they should just rush quickly. they will rush there, so they are called goblins, uh-huh. they just goblins go and the openings, uh-huh. just the opening where the cut is, uh-huh. they'll just go there and settle surround at the place, yes, please. and cause a clotting, yes, and so and that they will not be oozing out of the blood. The blood but today we have Christians that when there is a cat, they will go there and eat in the womb, the wound, and cause more bleeding, and cause you to fade out of the church and destroy you and kill you they go to surround the place and there is a certain cell in the body that has supplied what he's supposed to do when they clutter the place and everything is settled everything is settled and this is what the lord is expecting from us hallelujah as a believer you are supposed to have a responsibility towards the body of christ Towards the body of Christ. We have not been called to be exposing and be called to be pointing fingers. That is not our calling. Our calling to supply. If we have the heart for the missing soul in the world, why can't we have a heart for the saved one who is weak? That is hypocrisy. If you are able to fight with a Christian brother or sister in the church, and you are okay with an unbeliever out there, and you are so patient and doing follow-up because you spoke to him on air, hey. shame unto you. <laughs> shame unto you. My God, please sit down. It's just unfortunate. Hallelujah. So, you see, the Holy Spirit has a very complicated work that is doing, and nobody can do it Nobody can do it. One of the things that the devil cannot do is to supply the fruit of the spirit. He can't. He can't. And that is why it is a perfect realm to identify who a person is. Is he of God or not? Because the devil cannot supply love. He doesn't know how to love. Love is God and he can't be God. Amen? Amen. He can't. So the Bible says, by their fruits, we shall know them. By their fruit, we shall know them. I might say something very important here. You see, if there is anything that you have to be so passionate about, you must be passionate about fruiting as a believer. Becoming fruitful as a believer. At every point in time. A, at every point in time. Become fruitful to the kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. The reality of the fruit of the spirit in, a, in the life of the believer is a proof and a measure of his maturity in the Lord. Now, um, an immature plant Holly, bears fruit. Are you aware of that? Are you aware of that? Yes. An immature plant hardly bears fruit. So for me to see a fruit on a tree, it suggests to me that there is maturity somewhere. Hallelujah. For me to see a fruit on a tree, it means that it has come to a certain point that the vines have worked in the, 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 the tree enough. The roots have supplied. The root has gone through the ground, fetched for uh, what's the name? Uh, moisture and nutrients and the sunlight has released what has to release for photosynthesis and the supply of the rains and all those things and now there is supply to the vines and now the branches so the branches are now strong enough to carry fruits so fruits are proofs of maturity fruits are proofs of maturity And for your information, just like every fruit takes time to, to, to bear, I don't know anyone that bears a plant, a, a, a mango tree, and overnight. Even if it's overnight, it's was time. Every fruition is at the mercy of time. Every fruition is at the mercy of time. It means that if I have time, I can have the opportunity to be fruitful. I can have the opportunity to be fruitful. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Your growth is the hope of the Lord whilst your fruit is his joy. Your growth is the hope of the Lord whilst your fruit is his joy. What do I mean? The Bible says in Romans five the verse number five, he said, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Now, when Jesus was looking for fruits to eat on a tree and he got there, he was not happy. It means that if he had found fruit, he would have been happy. So fruiting, your fruitfulness is God's joy. Your growth is his hope that one day you will bear fruit amen. amen. <laughs> now, when we talk about growth, it's a change of dimension, change in size, uh, change in mind. There, well, there's a growth. There's, there's changes. Or there are changes. Amen. amen. So, if you tell me you have grown today, then I don't want to see certain things that you used to do yesterday. Amen. Or better still, if you tell me you have grown today, then I want to see a great improvement on whatever you were doing yesterday. Because a grown tree of today has a bigger size than a tree of yesterday. There is something more to say about today's tree, which is grown, all things being equal, than the tree of yesterday. So, if you're a believer and what you, how you were yesterday, you are still the same today, then you are not growing. And if you are not growing, then there is no hope for fruitfulness. There is no hope because your growth is, uh, is the hope for your maturity. And your maturity will actually qualify you for fruitfulness. Amen. It is that important. It is that important. That is why, you see, growth is not seasonal. Growth is daily. It is ongoing. It's continuous. We don't grow today and stop tomorrow and grow today. Every day, whatever is available to you will determine the dimension of growth you will attain. If you have enough nutrient, you will grow better. The reason why we don't have problems with our, the grass uh, for a longer period is because there is no rains. But if the rains come today, tomorrow, I tell you, when there was so much rain, almost every one week, I mean, 10 days, we are supposed to I mean, put a machine there and clear it. But for over a month now, we're still there. Why? Because there's no rain. There are adequate supplies that enhance growth. So, growth is not something that happens by itself. It is an intentional thing that you must engage. You must supply certain things to activate growth. Am I saying something very important here? So, nobody can grow for you. Can somebody grow for you? Nobody can grow for you. Nobody can grow for you. You have to grow by yourself and it must be intentional you must be intentional about it. You must be intentional about it. Hallelujah. You must be intentional about it. Sometimes you can study a tree which is planted under a shade. One day I saw one. I saw a tree which was planted under a shade and I was so surprised that the tree managed to pass through certain way to find sunlight. light. So it dodged the shade to locate its own sunlight light because it wants to grow by itself. Intentional movement of that tree. I was shocked. I was like, wow. I have to learn a lesson from this thing today. I must learn a lesson from this thing today. Hallelujah. Beloved, it's a shame for you to be the same as yesterday. It's a shame. It's a shame. The reason why God is the same yesterday, today, and forever is because God cannot grow again. God God doesn't grow. God is not in time. He doesn't grow. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. God doesn't have opportunity in time. Opportunity is in him. Amen. Amen. It's a shame for you to be the same as yesterday. And I say it again. It's a shame for you to be the same as yesterday. There must be something we must celebrate about. Paul said that when I heard about your faith, he said it brought me so much joy. What do we think about you that we get? Celib- I mean, we, we get the note of joy in our spirit. With all the blessings that we have, with all the opportunities, all the realms and the dimensions that we have come, as long as this ministry is concerned, the word, the mighty word, the many anointings and men of God God sends in our camp. Are you still the same? Or something better. Are you still the same? Or oh, you have grown? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, bring me back. The scripture Galatians. Chapter 5. The verse number 22. It's about the fruit of the spirit. is love. Now you look at it and he didn't ever spoke about the fruits. It wasn't plural. It wasn't plural. Now, you see, if you're an African, it is very easy for you to be deceived by this particular scripture. I mean, because of your environment. Because all the fruits we know are single fruits, like mango, like this thing. But you know, we have berries. Okay? We have berries that when you go for harvesting, you harvest a cluster. Do you understand it? We have pomegranates that you harvest what? A cluster understand it? So, you pick oh, oh, okay. How many of you have that? What's the name of that red, red thing? Was it? Grapes. You pick, you pick a grape and you have a lot of grapes on it. But you say grapes? is a grape. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, when the Bible talks about now the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, uh, uh, goodness, and faith. You see, it is easy for you to see this from that angle of what? The grape. Do You get what I'm trying to say? That is one way of explaining it. I want you to understand this. That is one way of explaining it. So, it is a particular fruit but we have many, 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 many on it. But another dimension of explanation is that the Bible said that now but the fruit of the spirit is the word is means that it's a singular thing we are talking about. So, it is possible that there was supposed to be the the, it was supposed to be like this but the fruit of the spirit is love then semicolon will come joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness so I sat by the word and I wanted to prove to see if truly what I'm looking at or the revelation I'm receiving is really positive and I saw it was what the Bible is saying is that the fruit of the spirit is love the fruit of the Spirit is what? Is love. <clears throat> but the fruit of the Spirit is love. But it is easy to say, see the comma, joy, comma, peace, uh, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, temperance, uh, meekness. Against such there is no law. So when I finished reading the scripture, I asked God, I was asking God by the word, Prove it to me Then I went to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 where the Bible talks about love and I started investigating and I realized that all these scriptures, I mean all these virtues were found in love. All of them. I'm going to take you through them. And it was all and more. It was all and what? And more. I said it was all and what? So, when you read the scripture very well, look at it very careful. Don't just write. Just watch something. He said, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Then he said, let's roll on, please, verse number three. Meekness, temperance. Then he said, against such there is no law. The word against such. The word such. Now, I just say or Patch said there are many but this one these things i'm talking about such as this there is no law so it means that apart from the nine there are more that means that the fruit of the spirit is not just nine it is more because he said if it was nine he would have said against this against this there is no law but he said against such this grammar Against such, there is no law. So, when you go to First Corinthians chapter thirteen, let's look at what love says. Whether there are more than the nine that we can we can harvest there, let's see what's there. First Corinthians thirteen, the verse number one seven, he said, "If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am noise gone. I am noisy gongon, or a clanging cymbal. <coughs> And if I have prophetic powers and understanding of mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith, so to remove mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. The verse number three says that if I give away all I have, if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Then the verse number four says this it's a love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast, it is not arrogance. Now, the fruit of the spirit is what love. The fruit of the spirit is what? Love. Then he said, the next verse. Please, please roll on. Roll on verse 5. Verse 5. Our root, it does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecy, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. The verse number nine, roll on. It said, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. Let's roll on, please. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass what? Away hallelujah. Now when we take it one after the other when you compare First Corinthians 13 1 to 7 to Galatians 5 22 to 23 you realize that the Bible talks about the father love does not rejoice in iniquity but rather rejoice in the truth and when you come to the fruit of the spirit we have the fruit of the spirit identified as what? Joy we see it as what? Joy now, we come to the place where the Bible talks about love is not easily provoked, but is serene and stable. When we come to the fruit of the Spirit, we have what? Peace. He said the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Now, we come to love suffers long, perseveres in patience. When we come to the fruit of the Spirit, we have what? Long-suffering. Now he, he talks about love is merciful, thoughtful, and concerned. It envies not. You come to the fruit of the Spirit, you have kindness. Then we come to love is great, gracious, and generous. It is kind and good. You come to the fruit of the Spirit, you have what? Goodness. Then he said, love thinks no evil, but has faith in God and others. When it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, have what? Faithfulness and faith. Then we come to, love is humble, gentle, and does not vaunt itself. What do we have in the fruit of the spirit? Meekness. Love is disciplined and controlled. Does not behave itself unbecomingly. Now we come to the fruit of the spirit. What do we have? Temperance. Now the nine is here. All this nine is found in love. And he said, against such... And when we read about love, we saw that there were more than the nine, which was not found in the Galatians chapter five. So the fruit of the spirit is love. I'm going to prove something to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank ga. Mm. Are you are you getting blessed here? Okay. Now let's look at something in uh, the Bible. Said that against such there is no law. Is that know what he said? Against such there is no law. Did not say? It? Are you here? Are you here? Hello. Did he say that? Yeah. Against that there is no law. Let's look at Romans chapter thirteen, the verse number eight. Romans chapter 13, the verse number 8. What does this read? Let's read. It said, Oh, no man anything but to love one another. don't know what he said? Continue. Read it boldly, please. For the he that loveth had what? Fulfilled the law. That means that the law cannot be against such a person. He had already fulfilled it. Just by loving. Let's look at the verse number 10. Look at what it says. Ready, go. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And the Bible says that the fruit of the spirit we are talking about, this particular fruit we are talking about, against it, there is no law. So what fruit are we talking about here? It is that love. So what it means is that there is, not as, there is not it is not possible for you to say I have joy without love. Then it is not the fruit of the spirit. So the fruit of the spirit is such a way that you can't have one and leave one. The moment you have it, you have it all. The moment you have it, you have it all. Because you can't love somebody and tell me that you rejoice in iniquity. You can't tell me you love somebody and you are not kind. You can't tell me that you love and you are not temperate. How can you love without being self-controlled? How can you love without suffering long? What this brother is doing to you, you know that Charlie, this thing is not correct, but you are enduring because of love. You are doing me. Long suffering. This guy is breaking your heart but you are begging him. I was telling somebody I said, Charlie, if I were this guy, this lady Momu dear Charlie to marry this lady, it's a wild homework. Hey. Hey, wow. I know what the lady told me said, Pastor, the guy has fallen too deep. (laughs) The guy has done what? He has fallen too deep. Just a wow dust call. Love. (laughs) Uh, What kept Jesus on the cross was not the nail, though, it was love. When he was on the cross, it was love that was keeping him on the cross. It wasn't the nails. He suffered long. Hallelujah. So the fruit of the spirit is love. If we are looking for anything, let's look for what? Let's bear that fruit. Let's bear that fruit. He said, oh, no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another had fulfilled the word, the law. It is a fulfillment of the law. It is a fulfillment of the law. I say it's what? It's a fulfillment of the law. Am I saying something very important here? So my God, you see, you end up, this is how we become hypocrites. You see, <laughs> like somebody offending you. Okay. <laughs> my god. You're offending me. And I said, I not talk. talk. I not talk. I you mean, me Oh, me, me meow. I mean, sumthi, me meow. You see, it looks like you are you are suffering long. You are enduring, my brother. As you were, as you were going now, you heard that the bicycle has knocked him down. I mean it's your car. Is that a demonstration of love? Hey. The Bible says it has no rejoice in evil. Love does not rejoice in evil. So love is not in I love you. I say love is not in what? It's not in I love you. Someone saying, Oh, Charlie, I love you. I love you. Oh, I love you pa. That is not that is not where love is. It we see we must we must see at least this nine fruits at work, okay? We must see this nine fruits at work to to give us a proof that truly you love. If you say you love pa, chemai, chairman. 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 Cha love we must love we must look I want to love more I want to love more it's, it's, it's painful to love oh oh you see that the Bible describes it long suffering that means that there is a suffering in it just that is long so it's painful to love it doesn't mean you will not feel pain you will suffer and if you suffer it's long Wow. Baby, I love you. And then you have to go, (laughs) oh, no, no, It suffereth long. Suffers long. Long suffering. Hurting you, breaking you. Ah. You are climbing the cross. They are piercing your side. You are still going. You are still going. You are still going. The same people push you and you fall down on the cross. Blah! And they'll catch you, put you down, and nail your, your hands. Hey, it surface long. It's long. Maybe whilst you're about to die, he said, you, you say, you be the savior. Save yourself, then save me. He just looked at the person's face and took off his eye. It surface long. Hey. The Bible said, have you suffered to the point of what bloodshed? I'm talking about the fruit of the spirit. Is it this is my first time of hearing a preaching like this, old, about the fruit of the spirit. Laugh. Laugh, my God, laugh. We have to laugh. My God, it, it, is, it is so serious. Go away from me. You who didn't do what is right, I know you not. That means we shall be known by the fruit of he said, By their fruit we shall know them. By their fruit we shall know them. So we are known by our fruit. If truly the Lord shall know us by our fruit. Hey. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to end here for today. And then next week we will dive deep into all the the other dimensions the other side, how does all this become a fruit how does all this become a fruit, the joy the peace, the long suffering the meekness, the temperance and the goodness, the kindness how does all this become a fruit say against such there is no law, the only thing that the law cannot rise up against is love, because love is the fulfillment of all the law so there's not a single law that can say, you didn't do me. You, did, I mean, you didn't fulfill me. There is no law against such. There's no law. There's no law. There's no law. Hey. Okay. So I want to take one or two questions. And then I can really uh, close to a okay, bit. Larry, thank you.
0: Today's
2: message is really blessing me mm. uh, daddy I, I wanted to ask I want to ask sir. That uh, since love is a fruit of the spirit does that mean if I'm exhibiting love automatically I am a matured Christian or a matured believer
1: yes you see one thing I, you have to understand is that and that is why we have to look at the other uh, what do you call it size of the fruit. okay the proof of one of the proofs of your maturity is the bearing of the fruit. Okay? And you see, the moment for love, the moment you step inside, you have arrived. You have arrived, I'm telling you. The Bible is the greatest among all, is love. Ah, you need to read it. He said that, if I prophesy, if I give my body to bear, so these are actions which people celebrate. People work in supernatural and we are like, wow, wow, wow. The Bible says that these are non-seller. They don't ca- count. But a man that loves. We read that When you go down, the Bible talks about the fact that, he said, let me show you the most excellent way to gain spiritual gifts. Then he said, love. Hey. So, as for love, when you arrive there, brother, you have arrived. You have arrived. Because faith worketh by love. Even faith. The Bible says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God." And faith works by love. Does that? It. So it's a proof that you have arrived. But like I said, we have dimensions, okay? The same way we can have a ripe fruit and unripe fruit. Does <laughs> that? And then you understand peace and joy and all those things. Eh? So next week I'll teach you that. I show you. Amen. Right. Any other question, please? Yes. Daddy. Okay, sir.
2: Daddy, please. Um, wisdom as a person, according to uh, Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, is wisdom found in love or love is found in wisdom? That's my first question. And then my second question. Come again. Wisdom. Uh-huh. Is it found in love? And uh, what I mean is, any man that works in love, is it automatic that that person work in wisdom or somebody who works in wisdom will manifest love? That's my first question, mm-hmm. and then my second question is: When you read uh, Mark nine verse forty-five, or say, "Say be a weenie," tutu Because it's better say, "Odi we ni ba akubeko heaven," than say, "Odi we ni miununi akubeko hell." And I o chen say, oh, no man anything apart from love, so uh, there shouldn't be an instance where you say that. I won't talk to him or her again. I won't get closer again. You have to laugh. But uh, we all believe that there can be negative associations even in the body of Christ. So how do you handle certain things with love in view? And then my third question is, uh, when you read First John chapter, I think 3 verse 17, they said, hearing is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of let judgment. Me, let me
1: answer the question one after the other. Okay. So that you can... Uh, the first one is is wisdom found in love. Of course. It is okay. If you love, you walk in wisdom automatic. <laughs> I don't know that you understand what I'm trying to say. If you love, you see one like, like what when, when well anyway, it is the kind of wisdom we are talking about here. Amen. Hello. Why are you angry? Ah. Uh, it's a kind of uh, love we are talking about. We have, three, we have three kinds of wisdom here. We have the wisdom uh, from above. We have that which is deadly. And we have that which is devilish. Okay? And all of them have their various manifestations. But to walk in the wisdom of God, to walk in the wisdom of God, you cannot walk in love and say that it is not wisdom. What is wisdom? I mean, when it comes to God, what is wisdom? Wisdom is just responding to the ways of the Lord. The Bible says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And the Bible says that perfect love cast away fear. When somebody grows in the fear of God, he graduates into the love of God. And now he comes to a certain point. He doesn't approach God with fear, he approaches Him with love. So fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So wisdom is part of love wisdom is not bigger than love wisdom is love is bigger greater than uh, what do you call it wisdom or better still let me put it this way love is wisdom wisdom is love it is wisdom to love it is wisdom to love and when you love is wisdom you can see you are, you are wise without loving in the Christian body your father say love, and you say, "Oh, my own love." You are not wise. The the, the Lord love. He say, "Oh, own." The girl is own not wise. Second question says what?
2: That one is uh, from Mark nine verse forty-five. He says does? that it's better to go to heaven with one eye. Yeah. So that
1: eye. one, you see, um, if you read the the, the, the Bible well when we're reading about, okay, let's go through the from the verse number four. Charity loves, suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vount not itself. Uh, pre- please bring your version. Bring your version, First Corinthians 13, the verse number four. Uh, the ESV. Maybe that one they will get it more clearly. I want to show you something. 13, 4, please. Ye ex fee. Love is patient, kind. Love does not grow on, then said or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. Right, right on. It does not rejoice at what? So love rebukes. Do you understand it? But rejoice with the truth. Please roll on. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Let's roll on. Then he said, "Love never ends." As for prophecy, and blah 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 blah. The, the, from my translation, he said, "It, it rejoices not in iniquity." So, if there's an iniquity around me, why should I rejoice with it? Do you get what I'm trying to say? And the Bible is telling you that if your eyes is causing you to go to hell. He said, you now take it out and, and pluck it. What is wrong with that? You want to love your eyes. Eh? And that eye is causing you iniquity. You rejoice in it. So, it is love, okay, to stay away from what is causing you to lose your salvation. Or you do understand that
2: one too. Yeah, I understand you. Mm-hmm. But but you own say, okay, say, oh no
1: man. So you are relating say, the eyes to a man. Is that what you are trying to say?
2: Not necessarily, but my funny say a uh-huh. be a real life or a believer to say wah. But also, can I say, oh, no man, anything. So they shouldn't be like, meaning in meaning free. But if you are free, I want fellow believer be, you know, it's causing you to. So if you try to stay away from such a person, is it an exhibition of love
1: or? Let's go back to uh, your friend is saying, let's come to. Let me check my scriptures well. Do not behave love, does not behave itself, behave itself unseemingly and seek not her own. It's not as easily provoked and thinketh no evil. They say rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoice bearing nothing, charity, blah 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 blah. Now, what I want to let you know is that when you love, okay, it doesn't lead you into foolishness. If the love is a love of God, there is no way it will lead you into foolishness. So if uh, love is intelligent, I wanted to show you something. I wanted to show you something. I'll look for it and then let you see it. Love is intelligent. Love is not damp. Okay? Like we always say that uh, love is blind. Love is not blind. Love is not blind. Love understands. Do you, get, do you get what I'm saying? And handles every situation in its own environment and under its own condition. So if I get around, uh, like one day, I told a lady, I said, look, I don't like it when you come around me. I said, oh, that is why? He's a church member. I said, when you come around me, the way I feel, please. <laughs> and she was like, uh, I said, oh, no. <laughs> I have to say it. Does that mean I don't like it? I, I don't love. I love. I love. First of all, the Bible says, "Love your neighbor as yourself." If I don't know how to love myself, can I know how to love you? The measuring word is how I love myself. Is that what the measuring word? So I must first of all know how to love myself. Then I will know how to love you. Or, I have not thought about it like that before. Eh? Eh, so how have you been loving? What, what this auto means is that if you say you are putting somebody in your school don't put the person in Saito if you will not go to Saito <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you get what, what, what is happening here? so love is intelligent it doesn't put itself into trouble do you get what I'm trying to say? it knows how to endure the long suffering is not just to tolerate evil love doesn't tolerate evil sincerely speaking i had to there's a scripture that the bible says that it reveals all things but it makes sure that it puts you where you belong and you see where you love one of the things that it does is that it also brings salvation now can you just imagine jesus christ they ask him why are you with sinners he said, i didn't come because of the righteous i came to die for the sinners do you do, do you get what i'm trying to say if you try to look at the scripture from that angle, you have problems. The Bible is saying that when you know What he's talking about is what makes you complete. Which it, it, if it, that is what is causing you to lose what uh, your salvation, he said, "Clear it. It is better to lose on earth here and make it to heaven than to pack yourself." and never go at all. Any
2: other? The test question was what? It was from 1 uh, John 4, 17. He said what? He said, hearing is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. 4, 17. I didn't say 7. 1 John 4, 17.
1: First John 4, 17, please. Let's be fast. Mm-hmm. And as we live in God, our love grows more Perfect so we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here this world. I love the scripture. I see you preach my message for me now. Uh, your question is answered now. Okay. So your problem was the version that you the version of Bible you have been using. <laughs> Sometimes they try other versions. All of you tell him try other version. Alright, so God bless you. You want to uh, bow your head and pray and tell God, Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, please have your free course in me and work in me to love. Help me to bear the fruits of the Spirit. Lord, I believe that the time is here. Whatever it takes for me to come to that dimension. Lord, help me. Please open your mouth and pray to the Lord. 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 Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. I want to love Lord. I want to love Lord. I want to love Lord.
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, you can share with your friends, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories and tag us at KMC Worldwide. For more information, visit kmcworldwide.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.